Hi, and welcome back to India on 99.94, your home of Indian cricket content uh, on your podcast feed, on YouTube, and via the 99.94 app. I'm Nikesh Raghani, your host, BBC broadcaster and journalist from uh, the UK, and Sarah Waris of Wisden over in, uh, well, it won't be sunny at the moment in India. It'll be uh, nighttime over in India, and uh, many people, Sarah, watching that latest. India game in the T20 World Cup in anticipation, big game on a Sunday, prime time against the South Africans and it just didn't go India's way, did it? You you kind of predicted that before this match. You, you thought this was the one where they're going to slip up in the group stage. Yeah. Before we begin, just, uh, you know, Nikesh has been named the Sports Journalist of the Year in the Asian Media Awards. So, you know, it's been a Huge privilege uh, doing the podcast with you. You've helped me out tremendously. I was totally new to this. So well done, well deserved and huge congratulations to you. Thank you very much, Sarah. I, did, I didn't I did pay Sarah to, to say that at the start. So no, thank you very much. Thanks for everyone who's been messaging me on social media, on WhatsApp and, and just getting in touch to say, well done. Um, look, there are, you know, loads of loads of great competitors on that list as well who had been nominated for the award. And yeah, it was it was a huge privilege, a great night. And uh, yeah, I've brought home the trophy, and and my daughter currently has it in her possession. It's it's all hers now. Yeah, <laughs> so she that's must all be good. Um, but it was all going so well because yeah. the start of my speech actually, I you know, is one of those years where I don't want to make it all about this award, but just to bring it into context with the cricket as well, it was one of those years where look, I've had a decent enough year, but I've been nominated for this award a couple of times previously and, and been on the shortlist, been to these awards nights. And there's been one or two occasions where I thought, you know, I've had a really, really brilliant year. And you look at the names on the list and, you know, it's, it's not nice to boost yourself up. But in your own head, you think, I've, I've had the best year out of everyone on the list. I, it's mine. This I surely am going to win it this year. So, you know, you prepare a few things to say. You know, you don't necessarily have to write down a speech, but you kind of know what you're going to say, who you're going to thank. This time I went to the award ceremony and I, honestly, I just thought I'm, there's absolutely no chance this year. So I was enjoying myself. I'd had a couple of drinks, enjoyed the the starter course that was served first before the ceremony began. And I was just enjoying being with friends and colleagues. And then all of a sudden the, the shortlist went up for my award. I thought, all right, great. My name's on the big screen. My picture's up there. That's it. And then uh, they open the envelope and it's a former colleague of mine who opens the envelope and another colleague of mine, former BBC, who's hosting the event as well. So they're both up on stage. The envelope opens. I'm looking at my mate saying it's going to be one of these two guys. And then they call my name out. I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't have a clue what to say. So I kind of slowly walked up to the stage thinking about what what can I do? What can I say? And I thought, let's just look, it's a room full of British Asians, mostly Indians and Pakistanis, a few Bangladeshis, Sri Lankans in there as well. We've got to stick with the cricket. So I just sort of said, wow, this is, you know, a, a big shock. Um, I thought I had about as much chance of winning this as Pakistan do of, of lifting the T20 World Cup this year, which it didn't go down well with half the audience, but half were were laughing, half were booing, but it was all good fun. And and yeah, nice way to link it into the cricket. But um, there, there were a lot of people on the night sort of saying India just looked like a machine. They keep on winning. But it wasn't the case against South Africa. And and the same old flaws, Sarah, keep coming to the surface, don't they? India win the toss, choose to bat first, which 
I don't think was a bad decision. Some people disagree with that, but it's been the way in this World Cup. Bat first and, and you've probably got a better chance with the runs on the board and just the way the pitches are playing and the conditions. Um, but same old problems against pace on South Africa, uh, not on South African wickets, but on bouncy Australian wickets against such a phenomenal attack from South Africa as well. And, and they were all over the place. Yeah. Uh, in the last uh, podcast, just before we wrapped up, we, you know, spoke about uh, how South, South Africa have had the number against uh, India recently. We forgot to mention that the match would be in Perth. So, you know, South Africa already had the upper hand uh, coming into the game and the troubles just began from the very top, right? From um, KL Rahul and, you know, him playing the maiden over just first up put the pressure on Rohit Sharma. Rohit Sharma doesn't look the best T20 player this year. Um, and yeah, it was just, the troubles just began from the very top. And actually, it's good to get her uh, defeat like that out of the way. I know you we would have wanted India to be undefeated and hopefully win the World Cup. But sometimes in a... Um, you know, tournament like this, where tougher teams are coming up, it's good to get a loss out uh, like this out of the way, you know, which throws up so many questions. And there are a lot of questions, um, like, you know, KL Rahul's place, I don't see him getting dropped, Dinesh Karthik, the spin, and, you know, just the selection of Huda. So, um, yeah, what did you make of the selection of Huda? I know you tweeted something in favour of him. I'll just say why I wasn't against uh, like I'll just quickly say why I didn't like the selection and then you can go on to say why you uh, favoured the selection. First of all, you know, his selection just meant that there were no left-handers in the, um, like barring Arshdeep, there was no left-hander in the entire attack. And Kesha, with Keshav Maharaj in South Africa, they you needed, you a left-hander could have been advantageous for India. And it effectively, I think, made the bowling slightly weak. Um, he didn't bowl in the end. So it was baffling. You know, India could have preferred, have would have preferred having uh, someone like Akshar Patel uh, to turn to even for a couple of overs. I know the whole matchups with the left-handers and all. But uh, yeah, so yeah. You well, can, look, it's... Yeah. I I agree with a lot of those points, and look as it worked out, it it basically had no effect on the game at all. Um, you know, it just didn't wasn't his night. Uh, but he's he's such a fabulous talent that he's one of those guys that you just want in the team. The way he's been playing domestically, and and when he has previously been given a chance for India, he's done well. He's he's an exciting player, as you say, he can bowl. The fact he didn't bowl when there were left-handers out there as well shows how little faith the captain and, and the management probably have in his bowling ability. But he's he's capable of sneaking a, an over or two in there. And if South Africa can use somebody like an Aidan Markram, why can't India use somebody like a Deepak Huda with the ball? So that was a bit baffling. I just think it strengthened India's batting. You saw Akshar Patel against Pakistan, for example, against the the only other sort of strong side in this group, he just bowled the one over, got taken to the cleaner. So again, didn't really have any role to play apart from that one over and, and it didn't go well. So if you take that out of the equation, you put somebody like Adipa Kudder in, you just ask either Ashwin or Hardik Bandia to bowl, you know, the extra over compared to what they did 
in that match against Pakistan. And, and you've got pretty much the same bowling attack and you've got one extra batter. So I just thought it strengthened the batting. Um, Akshar coming in at seven sort of makes it feel slightly weaker. I know Akshar's capable, but Huda's a proper batter. He's exciting. I just thought it strengthened the whole batting. I just like having him in the side. I think he's a good influence. He's a good fielder on the whole. And uh, I thought he might be useful with the ball, which, you know, didn't prove to be the case. They didn't trust him. Um, but look, let's before we focus on Huda and, and the middle order, let's bring it back to the openers as well. We, we've talked about KL Rahul a lot. Again, another failure. I don't think there's any more really that we can add. Just didn't look great, you know. I've I've sort of put out a tweet sort of asking people if if there's any questions that they, they'd like to ask us when we record this podcast and stuff. And, you know, a couple coming in uh, about KL Rahul. Uh, earlier on, Mayor Rao on Twitter sort of said that why is he playing test cricket in T20 cricket? Um, he was picked for his aggressive batting style, which we all know that he has, which I think that's the key point. We know he can do it. We know he can be aggressive. But we just don't see it on the biggest stage. I mean, is he just a flat track bully? Is he a, a, a bully against the the sort of associate nations and things like that? His, his record against the top sides isn't great. His record in T20 World Cups is terrible. And they just keep picking him time and time again. Look, a quick word on KL Rahul, and we'll talk about Rohit in a moment as well. Yeah, but... You know, it's funny that KL Rahul, uh, over the last few years, he said that the Punjab Kings management want, wanted him to bat a certain way and that's not the way he wants to bat. Anil Kumble, in a very recent interview, uh, said that, you know, that was never the message to KL Rahul. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of strange or even baffling to know why KL Rahul suddenly has gone from becoming that aggressive batter to this stat batter, so to say. Um, and uh, if the management, Punjab Kings management didn't give him that message, then who really, you know, asked him to change his approach? Was he like scared that, you know, if he doesn't score runs or um, if he's aggressive, then he'd lose his wickets and, you know, a spot, his spot would be in danger. Possibly that could have been a reason why, you know, he turned to um, batting this way. Um, I, I really don't know what, what KL Rahul is doing in the team. I saw another tweet that said, you know, in 2014, he was a good player. In 2022, he's a good player. You know, he's not been able to make that transformation from good to, you know, extraordinary and a match winner. And right now, it would seem that, you know, him batting at the crease uh, doesn't really give faith to the Indian supporters or the fans that, you know, he would take India uh, over the line. And he's the vice captain, um, Everyone knows that I'm not really uh, in favor. Like, I would want Hardik Pandya to be the vice captain. Do you think Pant is going to? I don't think or... I don't think Hardik Pandya is far away from becoming the vice captain of of the T20 side. At least, you know, franchise captain. I know Pant's been a captain before, but he's not been sort of playing. He's not been starting <laughs> in the T20 team of late. So, you know, to make him a vice captain, um, even if it's after this tournament. And and you kind of then do look to him in your plans. I think Hardik is settled in this side. He knows his role. He knows his game. He's matured so much. I, I think he's the the natural leader, the next one in line after Rohit steps down. And look, I mean, I sort of put out a tweet saying, look, I hope he doesn't get 
any personal abuse because he, he's a nice chap. He's a, he's a wonderfully talented cricketer. He does well in test cricket. He's going to probably have a good ODI career when he finishes up. I mean, his T20I stats are not bad, but it's just in the big matches against the big teams where he sort of falters and, and then he builds up those stats um, in meaningless bilateral games and, and games against uh, teams that are not so strong as well. So that that's the only reason we're sort of saying this. Um, I mean, Suds71 on Twitter as well has, has got in touch to say there's no room for personal abuse, but clearly he's not in the game. His head is elsewhere. Do you think it could be a mental thing, uh, that, that sort of a mental block, maybe just a fear of extra fast bowling and bouncy pitches? Yeah, it did seem that way, didn't it? Like against uh, Pakistan, they made Shine Afridi look more uh, fearful than he than he seemed. He wasn't fit clearly, um, and uh, even against Netherlands, even today, you know, just playing the uh, dot ball. And what's even more surprising is, you know, uh, Rohit Sharma probably knew that KL Rahul um, isn't possibly in the best mindset, and yet. Uh, KRL faced the first over of the match uh, which was a little surprising to me uh, because you know just go up front first over just get at least a few uh, hits if not um, 10, 15 runs at least you know just get off the board Uh, it just piled on the pressure on Rohit Sharma and um, I would have liked to see you know Rohit Sharma take strike first up possibly knowing that uh, KL Rahul is not in the best mindset. So that was another baffling mood, um, move in many of one of the many strange decisions, I would say. And, you know, it's these small things which come back to, you know, have a, um, like, affect the end result. So, yeah. I mean, no one's really talking about Rohit at the moment. He's, he's you know, it's all about KL and it's all about. You know the the other team selections, uh, the sort of, you know the the fifty fifty calls. Really, is it Uksher? Is it Huda? Is it Ashwin? Is it Jahel? You know all these kinds of things uh, are coming into the debate more. Um, Roy, it's not had a great time in T Twenty Eyes of late. Um, maybe that has got to do with the pressure that is being put on him by KL's failures at the other end and and lack of intent. Um, maybe somebody like Arisha Bunt coming into the side would help Rohit. Um, but, you know, let, let's... I mean, he's not going to be dropped, so I suppose we, we can't really scrutinise his position in the side. If Rohit plays, and, and he will play, he has to open. So it's not really up for debate. I mean, look, today, Coley played a couple of really nice shots. There was that cover drive on the up, uh, which was beautiful. 12 from 11. He's not going to do it every single time, is he? Despite uh, how great this man is. Um, it was just one of those nights, really. And got undone by uh, that man Lungi and Gidi as well. The Lungi dance uh, taking place, I'm sure, uh, over in uh, South African towns and cities while that was all going on. Um, Huda, failure, didn't last at the crease. Three ball duck. Hardik didn't quite come off for him as well. I mean, look, Wayne Parnell bowled beautifully, I thought. Lungi and Gidi was great. Rabada didn't get the rewards in terms of wickets, but again, you know, just a threat throughout. It was just a rounded brilliant bowling performance from South Africa. And before we discuss them and and, and how well they bowled, uh, we'll take a short break here. You're listening to Cricket's Conversation on 99.94. Whatever your team, we have the show for you on podcast, YouTube, or on the 99.94 app. 
We have India, England, South Africa, West Indies, and now Sri Lanka covered. If you want to find us, the best way is to follow us on social media at 9994DM by downloading the 9994 app or Google 99.94 on podcast. We speak cricket. So as I was saying, Sarah, before that break, just, just a brilliant bowling unit that South Africa have got. I mean, India have talked about in recent years about having this conveyor belt of fast bowlers and stuff, but, you know, it's more for test cricket, really. It's been more of a success in the longer form of the game. When you look at T20Is, I mean, South Africa in these conditions, outstanding. Lungi Ngidi, four for 29. Wayne Parnell, three for 15. Put out another tweet earlier as well. Um, just my memory of Wayne Parnell, really, from three years ago, I had him on my show. We did a show previewing the uh, 2019 Cricket World Cup. Uh, we're at a bar, a sports bar in central London. We took the radio show on the road. We had an audience there. And we had Wayne Parnell and uh, Monty Panesar and various other guests on the programme as well. And Wayne Parnell at that time, he, he looked, he was such a nice guy, but looked a, so downbeat, didn't really seem happy in life was just moping about playing county cricket under the radar. No one sort of really paid much attention to him. Um, didn't really think he was ever going to play for South Africa again. And then to, you know, three years later, be lining up in the World Cup. And what a performance from him. I mean, left arm seamers obviously worth their weight in gold in this form of the game. And, and somebody with the skill that he has, the pace that he has, just the variations... Three for 15, just just brilliant from him and, and Ngidi as well. Yeah, and we always knew that um, if there was one match that India would lose, could lose in the uh, group stages, it was against South Africa. Like this defeat didn't really come as a big surprise because we knew the quality of their bowling and they did live up to their potential. And yeah, overall, as much as we criticize India's batting, uh, credit where due and the South African bowlers were were just brilliant today. They were brilliant. Surakumar Yadav continues to be brilliant as well. There's there's no, I mean, doesn't matter what you say, you can have all the Rizwans you want. And, and Rizwan, you know, he's a talented player and he's done well and he gets the runs. But when it comes to this form of the game, there's one best in the world right now and it is that man, Sky. He just, he walks in in any situation, whether you've lost early wickets, whether you've built a platform, he just knows one way. He just comes in, starts middling the ball, hitting the ball to awkward areas, playing with the field, making their captain, whoever they're playing against India, the opposing captain, making them tinker with their fields every other ball just to try and you know negate his threat. And he just seems to find a way time and time again. And if it wasn't for him, I mean, look, he gave India a fighting chance, 68 from 40 in a total of 133 for nine. Um, and and this in a, a lineup where only two other players got into double figures, Royth with 15 and Virat Kohli with 12. Everybody else got single figures and, and most of them low single figures as well. Just brilliant. Didn't matter if the wickets were falling around him. I mean, I'm, I'm running out of superlatives for this man. Uh, how, how do you describe him? How do you describe his batting? Just there is sky is the limit for him. I think this phrase was just, you know, coined for him. Uh, and if he's not named number one batsman in the world in the ICC uh, list this week, I think he'll be out on Wednesday. Then uh, I'll officially be done with the ICC rankings. But the, uh, the uh, ICC rankings, I think, is currently yeah, on. They're, they're rubbish yeah. anyway, because 
It's in T20 eyes, all they look at is volume of runs, the same way they would in Test cricket and and ODIs as well. And even in ODIs, I mean, the fact that strike rates don't come into it and impact, and when you've got so much analysis available to you with the likes of Crickviz and all the rest that is out there, you know, they they sort of have their impact players, and and even when you're watching the IPL, you. You see the the sort of impact points that this player has had the most influence on today's game. He might not be the run, top run scorer, might not be the top wicket taker, but what he did when he did it in the situation that won this side of the game, and and that was it. So surely they could look at stuff like that. I mean, it's just quite lazy just to look at runs, isn't it? Because you know, Rizwan for all the runs that he does score. Pakistan fans themselves blame him sometimes for eating up too many deliveries and losing them games because he's scored 68 of 58 and it's just not good enough. So, yeah, it's mm. it's almost yeah, it's like one of those. Yeah, orange cap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it's almost like the orange cap. You know, they you they don't care if a person has helped uh, win the team games or not. It's just how much runs you score. And mostly, obviously, it'll be the top order batsman uh, winning those, uh, winning that award. So it, it, it's bizarre. And yeah, uh, coming back to Sky, you know, what, what's interesting is, I, I don't know if you get that uh, show uh, where, you know, Gambhir, before the match started, Gambhir was talking about Sky. Obviously, Sky was in KKR when Gambhir was the captain. And he was uh, talking about how uh, Surikumar didn't have much, like, um, much of a range he's called the Mr. 360 now uh, when he just came onto the scene he would just look to sweep every delivery and uh, you know so from there to now his transition where he can hit anytime anywhere and today it was almost a mature knock from him you know uh, it wasn't like you know he's just coming in and just went after the bowling he did but he took his time in and still he batted with an insane strike rate. So, um, it's uh, bizarre that, you know, he wasn't there in the team long before he only made his debut in 2021. And also, um, like I just tweeted before coming on to this, uh, uh, coming on for this recording that uh, last year, India, like, there was so much talk that, you know, Rohit Sharma saying, change the intent and everything. It's only uh, Surya Kumar who's, you know, changed the batting template, so to say. The top, uh, obviously, Kohli wasn't the best of forms till recently. But the openers, you know, they've not really uh, accelerated. And India could well have been out of the tournament by now, if not for Virat Kohli's insane knock against Pakistan. And, you know, so the whole build-up for the last one year about batting approach and everything um, is almost like, you know, it. Nothing's come of it except for, you know, sky rising to the occasion. And after the World Cup, I would like like to see a whole new, like, changes being made with the whole approach, you know, getting in the Samsons, the Shaws, even Rahul Tripathi, he's like a wonderful batsman. No, uh, not biased because he was in KKR, but he's genuinely a very, um, I, I find him a very talented batsman and... Uh, yeah, so after the World Cup, even if India go on to win the World Cup, I would like to see, you know, India adopting a whole different approach, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, they they have yeah. to overhaul it anyway, because you're right, Rohit's getting on a bit. He's, 
you know, even if he's still playing cricket by the time the next T20 World Cup takes place, he doesn't really need to keep playing T20 international. So you'd expect him to hang up his T20i boots anyway. And then Kohli might go the same way, might not. But whether he does or not, you know, do they have to maybe look at his position? And if they want him to sort of carry on playing for India in all in the other two formats for as long as possible, maybe this is the one to give first and foremost. Um, but even if he carries on, look, KL, you wouldn't thought would have been there. Um, there's going to be various changes uh, through the side as well. So yeah, do do expect to to see some of that. I mean, that intent you talked about, we kind of only saw it in the England tour, didn't we? In those white ball games in the England tour where they had great success doing it as well. And they you know, won both the ODIs and the T20i series. And that was praised. And, you know, we, we thought, right, we've turned a corner here in Indian cricket. They're, they're just going to go for it no matter what. But it hasn't kind of transpired since then, certainly not in the tournaments that they've played in, in the Asia Cup and here as well at the World Cup so far. Um, but it's just the pressure, I suppose, of the big tournaments and, and those players just going back to what they know best. And that is that ODI approach, really, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't quite call it test cricket like some people have. Um, you know, Kale Rowley is still trying to score at least a run a ball, um, but it's just not coming off. But um, yeah, it's kind of more, more an ODI approach, really, at the moment. Um, so look, 133 with the bat, a fighting chance maybe still below par, you wouldn't have thought India had any chance of defending that. But then after the interval, they just came out all guns charging. That man again, Arshdeep Singh. And we'll discuss India's bowling effort today after another short break. If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all of our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear all of our announcements by following us on social media at 9994DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. So Arshdeep Singh, I mean, what, what a cricketer this guy is. What a bowler. I, mean, I mentioned earlier having a left arm seamer in the side is great in T20Is and, and most good sides will, will have one of, of high quality as well. It's not just about having any old left-arm seamer, but he is a high-quality left-arm seamer. He swings the ball early on. He's got enough pace. I mean, people call him a medium pacer. I mean, he, he can hit sort of mid to late 80s, which is decent pace. And only these Australian wickets, you get that extra bit of assistance anyway with the ball zipping through on most of the surfaces and that extra bounce that you're able to generate just from bowling the right lengths. Two early wickets again and uh, India right back in the game. What were you thinking at that point? Um, especially, you know, the second wicket uh, went up to, like India took a DRS and um, Ashdeep was like, it's probably a little high. He didn't high. want it. Yeah, he didn't yeah. want it. It was a little high. Uh, but Dinesh Karthik and Rohit Sharma, uh, they went up and India got that wicket. So points to them. Um, so, uh, yeah, Arshdeep is one of, you know, India's match winners. We've spoken about it. Just a personal um, anecdote. Um, so, my father doesn't really follow a lot of cricket. I think uh, probably, you know, when India 
India Pakistan match I think that was the first time he saw Kohli bat the full overs and you know see what Kohli is capable of doing because he is not really uh, he watches cricket but not really like very keen so you know, that was the first proper match which he saw Kohli doing Kohli things uh, and today when Ashdeep was bowling he's like wow he, you know he's a star so you know for for someone who's been out of cricket for so long as he's been and then to say that okay Ashdeep is a star you know just uh, selecting him as out of the so many options and saying that uh, he could go on to uh, become a star for India is um yeah, it shows that, you know, how he's been impressive and, yeah, overall, yeah. It's that, I mean, sometimes that sort of eyes from the outside yeah. is is more important because we're so involved in cricket. We see so much of these cricketers. We would have seen them perform well on certain occasions and then sometimes, you know, they, they might go long periods without. And look, that happens in cricket, but when you're coming in from the outside, you're just taking more of an objective look at this bowler and looking at, the skill set that he possesses and, and his action and the deliveries he's bowling and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I get that. And he's been getting lots of praise from everyone, really. I mean, some legends of the game have been really talking up Arshdeep Singh. I mean, he looks quite innocuous, his run-up, the, the way he delivers the ball, but there's a lot of skill there. And to get those two wickets, they're not just any old wickets, Quinton de Kock and Riley Russo, who have been banging form not just in this World Cup, but even in the build-up to the World Cup as well. They're the two danger men and he did that against Pakistan as well with Barber and Rizwan. I mean, what the, the scalps he's picking up are just unbelievable. Um, and it got re- India right back in the game. Uh, three for two, they were at that stage, two wickets in the over. And then Temba Bavuma, who's like the KL Rahul of uh, South Africa at the moment, although he's the captain, so he probably can't be dropped at uh, this time. Uh, again, another another poor innings from him, 10 from 15, just can't buy a run at the moment at the top of the order. And, and three wickets in the power play, you don't often come back from that, do you? Um, but then that partnership, there was always going to be a partnership, wasn't there, between Aidan Markram and David Miller, but Sarah, it could have been broken earlier on. Both of them went on to get half centuries. Markram, 52 from 41. Miller, not out, winning the game for South Africa at the end, 59 from 46. Uh, drop catch from Virat, missed run out from Rohit, the two senior men in the side who, I mean, you'd back Virat 99 times out of 100 to get that. And the same with Rohit. I mean, he could have almost walked up to the stumps and, and taken the bales off. That's how far... He was uh, out of his crease at that time. I mean, just a couple of mistakes which, you know, haunted India in the yeah. end, really. Uh, with Kohli, it's, you know, weird that he takes superb catches. He, he took one in the warm-up against Australia, which left even him surprised. And then he, he just drops. It wasn't a tough catch today. He, um, he fumbled and then he dropped it. And then he, you know, goes on to drop the easy ones. Um, and the overall feeling has just been too poor for India in this um, World Cup. Even against Netherlands, we saw uh, Dinesh Karting miss uh, behind the wickets, miss a couple of chances. I think they were stumping chances uh, against the spinners. So, you know, the overall um, feeling has... We we spoke about the feeling of the women's team, but the men's team, the feeling has been well below par, uh, especially, you know, after the uh, exit of Sridhar, the fielding coach. So... um, do you think it was the cold that played a role? But, you know, the Indian team came to Australia almost 20 days before the World Cup, uh, before their first match, and to uh, get 
accustomed to these conditions um what's been going wrong for them on the field because there's no jadeja yeah but then the others like kohli okay rohit sharma maybe not the best fielder but then there's hardik pandya even kl rahul has dropped a couple of very easy catches you know, against australia against south africa in the series so what do you think is going wrong with the field well look the condition i don't think it's just the cold i think it has been sort of quite wet especially in melbourne as well when when india were there and you know the ball gets slippery it could, you know that that can play a part i don't think it's the cold and i thought dale stain made a great point with kohli's drop catch today he i i spotted it as well just before stain said it when the slow motion replay came up he just closed his eyes at the point that the ball hit his hands the first time and that sometimes you can just jag and move like a millimeter or two when you're doing that and just lose where the ball is exactly I mean it hit a good chunk of his palm but just maybe not quite in the sweet spot just because of that split second when he closed his eyes he blinked what whatever it might have been that that caused him to close his eyes it was just one of those things and you know yeah he he would have taken that probably more than 99 times out of 100 you know if if 999,000 times out of a million you know and 999 do you know what I mean out of a million he would have taken that it's just a freak one off and and you wouldn't expect him to drop that i don't think the cold's playing a part i mean yeah there has been some poor fielding from them there's been some poor fielding from quite a few of the sides but i think the slippery conditions may have had a part to play because it's been quite wet in in most of the places in australia apart from perth where they were and uh, it's just been quite unseasonal so yeah, that could have had a part to play i mean look we all know what david miller can do if if you give him a chance out there um he was going at a runner ball he almost did a coley didn't he today he was going at runner ball for most of his innings less than a runner ball when he was i think he was like 28 off 31 and then started to pick it up and hit those three sixes and um took them home in the end i thought one strange decision though from india was i mean you look at india's bowling figures on paper and most of the uh, four out of the five uh, yeah four out of the five bowlers outstanding really i mean the most expensive out of the first four was hardik with 7.25 and if your weakest bowler is doing that you're on to a winner really because you've got buvi bowling at 5.72 arshdeep bowling at sixes mohammed shami i mean wow one for 13 and in that too ruined a little bit because he got hit for a boundary off the first ball of his final over but once again buvi bowling at the death we all know about buvi's death exploits in recent times it just hasn't worked out it's not going to happen it's not a marriage made in heaven buvi and death doesn't go together anymore why did arshdeep singh bowl the uh, the over you know i think was it the 16th 17th over 17th over i think it was and then the last three overs of the innings you're not going to have the only specialist death bowler you've got in your squad bowling any one of those last three overs. I mean, it's ridiculous. He should be bowling the 19th and maybe Shami for the 20th. Why is Boovy bowling the last over? Yes, it shouldn't have got to that and whatever else you might say, but you're defending a low total. To take it that far, they did brilliantly well. We'll come to Ashwin briefly in just a moment as well. He was expensive, did have the catch dropped off him as well. And then that went on to to cost India as well with the way Markram played. But the situation it was, I mean, Shami 
did well just to keep them in it, really, bowling that 19th over, did well to leave six for the final over. And if you had Arshdeep Singh coming and bowling that final over, or even if he bowled the 19th and left more for Shami, say, to bowl the 20th or whatever, might have left him 10 or, or, or you know, nine or eight or something, you know, a little bit more to play with, it just might have been a different story. Not that Boovie got smacked completely, but... He just you just didn't have the confidence that Boovy's gonna be able to defend anywhere yeah. near six, did you? And um, also you know, Ashwin bowled the eighteen. So uh, Makram got out in the sixteenth over, yeah, sixteenth over. So uh I felt that, you know, Ashwin should have come into the attack right after that and bowled the seventeenth and then at least left the last three for the quakes, uh, even if you didn't want to even if you wanted to bowl uh, Bhuvi for the end, at least, you know, there would have been an over of Arshdeep and you never know the, the kind of things that pressure makes you do. Um, against a new batsman, uh, um, I would have, uh, you know, given Ashwin a greater chance of succeeding and the la- uh, over by Ashwin just sealed the game for um, uh, South Africa. So, yeah, bizarre, um, bizarre tactics and that was not the only tactic which was a little baffling uh, I know the whole uh, you know having Huda in the side um, like I wasn't in favour of it at at least India would have had an extra bowler you know a specialist bowler um, in Akshar Patel I know all the matchups again I'm repeating myself but um, if you didn't want to bowl Huda then why not have someone like Akshar in your side when you knew it's always a big risk going in with five specialist bowlers and uh, any of any one of them can have an have an off day so there wasn't really an option if akshar was there he could have bowled a one off uh, like he could have gone for 20 but he could have gone for five also we never know so uh yeah that was yeah, one of just, the look, it's, moves, yeah. There were little margin, there were little things, percentage things, which, you know, India didn't quite get right and, and some things didn't go their way during the game. But it's always going to happen when you've only got 133 on the board. I'll, I'll say that again. So it was it was really that batting effort which cost India in the end. If they had 150, the way they bowled today, even with Ashwin going for over 10 and over, they they would have won that game. Um, South Africa didn't really look like they could get the, that 150. They would have had to take more risks as well, which could have meant them losing more wickets in the middle. Um, and, and Miller, as I say, was struggling for the first part of his innings, really. Didn't really get going. Um, you know, the catch off Markram, which was dropped. You know, the, the various little things. 150, I think, would have been too much for them to chase down. But look, it wasn't to be. It's a, it's a defeat out of the way early. And uh, India... Go once more. Bangladesh up next as well. It's not going to be easy. Bangladesh aren't quite the Bangladesh that we've seen as a big threat in recent times, but you know it's it's a slippery one, isn't it? It's, it's you know four points on the board. Yes, it looks good right now, but there'll be a few nerves, mm-hmm. won't there, going into that Bangladesh? Yeah, especially game. you know how this tournament has gone. Someone asked me, "Will India uh, defeat Bangladesh?" I was like, "You never know the way this tournament has gone. Like everything is happening. Afghanistan haven't played a single match, but they have two points on the board. So uh, we've seen everything in this World Cup. You never know what happens quickly. What changes would you want to see? For me, it'll be Pantin for Dinesh Karthik. We didn't get time to talk about Dinesh Karthik, uh, but he 
disappointed against Pakistan couldn't see the game through and today um, probably you know they could have sent in Ashwin and then kept Dinesh Kartik for the last few overs but then uh, 9 and 15 I think he played not really you know what you expect from uh, one of your specialist batters yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah I mean you know he's going to get criticized now as well because he's been brought in for this finishing role and and it's not quite worked out really um i mean the injury that he looked to pick have picked up towards the end the back injury will that play a part you know is he just going to be unavailable and it's a no brainer you have to put rishabh pant in the side i would want rishabh pant opening so i'd take kl rahul out put rishabh pant there and then you got to put huda somewhere in the middle i'd drop huda and i'd get in akshar he, re- he replaces Yeah, no, but thing is, yeah, but Huda's already in the side from today, right? So if you bring in Rishabh Pant, Rishabh Pant for, for DK and I'm getting in Rishabh Pant for No, no, for, yeah. for KL Rahul, for KL Rahul, right? At the top of the order, and then DK was already in today's side as was Huda. So you keep Huda in and you bring in Akshar Patel for DK. And then you've still got that extra batter in there in Huda and, you know, Akshar's not bad. as well uh, and Huda gets to bat one up the order which might help him a bit more cuz he's not you know the finisher kind of role he doesn't really play that well um and maybe you could save Hardik a little bit lower down the order if if you want him to finish off um so look there are options but that that's the way I'd go I'd I'd like to see Huda given another chance bat one position higher um and bring in bring back in Akshar just that extra option with the ball um and uh Kale Rahul I, I think his time's done but <laughs> we know with the Indian selectors and Rohit as captain they don't like to make these big calls in big tournaments so uh they'll probably just put Pant in for for Kartik and that'll be it right maybe maybe Akshar back Chahel, in for that's probably what they'll do Harshal could have been an option yeah, today yeah. couldn't he instead of Deepak Hooda he, he can bat yeah he can obviously bowl in the middle overs especially so that that could have been another option i don't think they're going to do that i i think what they will do is bunt for dk mm. because dk can't play kale will keep his place and they'll probably bring akshar patel back in yeah. for huda that's the 11 there's my prediction let's hope i'm wrong <laughs> that's the changes i <laughs> let's hope i'm wrong yeah yeah absolutely well we'll wait and see um india versus bangladesh next up uh, on wednesday and uh we'll be back again to talk about how all that went down and and hopefully another india victory with uh, six points on the board at the time uh, you next hear from us but uh that's all we've got time for on this episode thanks very much for listening Thanks for listening to India on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from where you get your apps usually and you can follow us personally on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Nikesh Raghani and Sara is at Swaris16. We'll put links up for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond and you can also follow our network at 99.94dm on social media. Remember if you love cricket then we are the home of cricket audio. Follow us for podcasts and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation 99.94. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see 
They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. <laughs>